0: I love the I love the you, the word Dustin that you used gaudy. I God. mean that, 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 <laughs> was, that was outstanding. Gaudy, great music. <laughs> Tech hockey guide presents the Chasing McNaughton podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA, with your host. Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt
1: Cavender.
2: Uh, welcome to episode four of season three of the Chasing McNaughton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guy. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. Uh, Matt Cavender, unfortunately, can't join us again this week, so we'll probably have to have Dave Fisher uh, step in and, and make the pick for his fantasy, or what are we calling it, Beat the Ghost?
3: fantasy challenge
2: our special guest this week is dave fisher who is the senior director of communications at usa hockey thanks for joining us dave ready to be with you all guys awesome uh this week we'll chat with dave for the first part of the podcast covering uh the u.s development program dave's hall of fame time at michigan tech and wherever else the show takes us uh after we're done with the chat we'll we'll do our uh our Beat the ghost game or whatever the heck Dustin called it, and I wasn't paying attention because I'm trying to read.
3: Fantasy <laughs> challenge.
2: Fantasy <laughs> challenge. Uh, we'll recap last weekend in Madison and what else happened with uh, around college hockey. Uh, we'll talk about the Joe Sean hour. We forgot last week to talk about our favorite thing about the show, the Joeisms that come up. So we'll we'll definitely cover last week and this week for that, and then uh, maybe touch on some CCHA news. All right, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor, and we'll be back to talk with Dave Fisher.
3: Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkeedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E, dental.com. Another day is here, and
0: you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Welcome back. Let's get right into things with Dave Fisher. Uh, let's start off with a blast from the past. When you were at MTU, uh, you kind of developed a reputation for your factoids on your line charts. Uh, how did that all get started, and do you have any that still stick in your mind to this day?
0: Oh, that's a good question, shirtless wonder. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very good question, and, you know, I'm, I, I got to give credit to Nate Yule, who uh, now, he just moved from college hockey, Inc., uh, back, he was with the Washington Capitals for a time, and uh, he's back in the NHL to Vegas Golden Knights, uh, leading their comms efforts, and, I learned a lot from him when i got started but um you know it was just fun i mean sports is about fun so you got to have a little fun and uh i think probably one that sticks in my head has to do with a former tech goaltender luciano caravaggio and he had i think 13 syllables in his name and that led the ncaa <laughs> 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 maybe that's one of my favorites i i uh, you know just supposed to be fun um i i remember the game notes too i i when her boxer was our coach when i started little notes about her. i call them boxer shorts (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh we got we gotta have fun you know we gotta laugh and uh that still lives on today still do some of it uh usa hockey and and that's part of what we we enjoy about our great sport and just about intercollegiate athletics and athletics in general is the opportunity to Laugh and enjoy the great performances on the ice nice so what exactly are you doing at usa hockey these days well you know it depends on the day guys but (laughs) uh you know usa hockey at its core is a youth sports organization and provides the infrastructure for youth hockey across our country and um it's really a blessing to to be involved with all the great volunteers we have a across the country that make our sport go. And um, there are so many in Michigan, obviously one of the big states in hockey and and well beyond. Fun to see the growth that uh, hockey has enjoyed, certainly over the course of my lifetime when I started. I grew up, uh, my formative years, grades one through 10, in Bettendorf, Iowa, in the Quad Cities. And there was no hockey in in Iowa at the time. And, you know, to, I hearken to today, and hockey's played in all... Every state in our country—it's um, no longer the big, uh, the three M's: Minnesota, Massachusetts, and Michigan. It's everywhere, and I mean, you know, Austin Matthews. We just announced the first three players of the 2022 U.S. Olympic Men's Ice Hockey Team here recently. Austin Matthews from Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, is one of those three players. And who would ever thought years ago that that would be possible? And that is a credit uh, to so, so many and. Uh, we're including John McGinnis, the late great coach at Michigan Tech, who was so instrumental in helping foster the growth, not only of college hockey, but the sport in general during his time uh, on this planet. And uh, I, I smile a lot. I never got the chance to know John. Certainly, I got the chance to know his wonderful wife, Jerry, and, and uh, his kids. Um, but that's what our sport is all about. Uh, the, the camaraderie that makes it go to life lessons that that uh, kids and families learn from it. And I, I just feel really blessed to be a small part of it. My role leading communications at USA Hockey.
2: Nice. You, you, you covered a yeah, lot I think, there.
0: I think you have yeah, sorry. What's, basically,
1: what's basically a dream role for some people, right? I mean, you get to promote hockey. What, what, what can be wrong with that? <laughs>
0: Well, I know I mean I do I, I I do wake up every day and pinch myself I I and I did when I was at Michigan tech for 17 years I. I think geez you know I i've had the great blessing to get up every day and I never thought i would worked a day in my life, largely you know, and certainly there's challenges, as there is with whatever role you're in uh, we all have to do something but. Um, to have the chance to, to work in college athletics like I did at Michigan tech and for one of the historic programs. Uh, in the game and then to move on to usa hockey you know i mentioned youth hockey is at the the core of what we do and all the great things that go along with coaching and officiating education and also to have the chance to be part of uh the staff before olympic winter games teams and hopefully a fifth coming up here in in china in february i i you just think wow this is what you're going to do for a living uh and really blessed beyond belief Rob yeah if uh if
1: there was a, a way to get into that and was late <laughs> in my career I wouldn't be sad with that either <laughs> uh, <you don't> <laughs> me, <obviously. laughs> no it's uh you know I've been around tech since since I was little right i've been in the yeah. McGinnis huh. since I was carried there for many years so you know if you were it's, it's always interesting just, just hearing your voice brings back to childhood memories of listening to the, you know bob and you on the radio at times you were around the rink blue line luncheons everything right so it's it's an interesting. It's always interesting when we have someone that's got hockey history and has been around tech a little bit longer that brings up old names that you haven't thought about for years. Like I don't know the last time I thought about Luciano, you know, Caravaggio's name, right? But you know, you can drop that like it was yesterday, right? <laughs> and and know who they are. And it's it's names I grew up with, kids as uh, kids idolizing those kind of people, right? Going to the skate with the Huskies, uh, the getting your your stuff signed afterwards, you know, and you were always there around and the a part of it you know, for quite a long time growing up. So it's always fun to to talk to somebody who knows that type of history and has been involved in such a, a heavy way with tech.
0: Well, I don't I I I, I think certainly uh, there's plenty of people in the copper country that that know, but maybe some of the newer people that don't know the rich history of the, the hockey in the copper country. And, I, you know, we take I take that with me to USA Hockey and, and the lore of hockey in the Comper country. I hear about it wherever I go throughout the country and beyond, frankly, uh, when I travel internationally. So it, may, it, it really makes me smile, you know, the Cuyman <laughs> Armory, the uh, stadium, uh, the McNaughton Cup and all the history with that. I mean, we celebrate the Stanley Cup, obviously is the most famous trophy in sports, but the McNaughton Cup and its history is not far behind it. Uh, Mitch Lake, the first skating uh, public address announcer that ever existed. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't do that anymore, but he was no. the first one to come out on the ice and skates years ago. Um, and the whole lore of Wimple radio, I was just talking about that with the Brad Schlossman from the Grand Forks Herald, uh, today. And you, know, I'm, life is so it's instantaneous today relative to the internet and how immediate we get all access to all the information, but, but people forget that in the copper country up in Hancock, Michigan, Wimple radio, Small town America, everybody from across the world used to call 906-482-3700 to get the scores, uh, the Wimple College Hockey Poll, and there's, there's so many, you guys know, the Michigan Tech Pep Band. I mean, all the things that go along uh, with hockey and our sport and the lore it has in the Copper Country it, And uh, it makes me smile. We still have, you know, Copper Country natives that work at USA Hockey today. Mark Boxer, Scott Aldridge, Kenny Martell used to be there, Bob Mancini. So it it is a lot of fun. And I think everybody in the Copper Country can take great pride in uh, all that they have done and continue to do in that realm.
1: Yeah, and even the the last time you been up there, the D's got the little hockey museum now that kind of covers things really well. that, That wasn't there growing up. Someone's put the time and effort you know, into into making that a little showcase, which is yeah, it's fun just to go walk through and see each time you're back home. I know that it's it's gotta be relatively you new know, because it wasn't there when we were doing rentals in college in, in early two thousands. So you know it's yeah. uh, it's a nice and, little showcase.
2: And then you've got things like Dustin and I went to a wild game one time dressed in our tech gear to go watch John Scott play. And yeah. somehow we randomly got seated next to a guy that played for Denver in the sixties. And he was telling us about how they would go to Houghton and how they would, like, fly into Green Bay and then get on a plane in Green Bay that would fly to Iron Mountain, to Marquette, and then to Houghton. And they'd, like, stop at each spot and people would get on and get off and then they'd go play for the weekend and then do it all back to Denver. And it was just kind of cool, like, how many stories we have of stuff like that from... From all of our travels or like when we went to the Frozen Four and why is the name escaping me? Dustin, help me out here. Who did we get to meet at the hotel? uh, Barry Melrose. No, no, not Barry Melrose. (laughs) But yeah, we talked to him about stuff too. The coach, uh, Amo Bassoni. We got to meet him randomly at the hotel when we're down there and get to meet him. And there's like a picture of like 12 of us tech fans with him. And it was such a cool moment to like, like how random is it that some guy at the hotel is like, I used to coach that team just because we're walking around in our Husky sweaters. (laughs) And it was so cool to get to meet him and even chat for just five minutes and get that picture. And there, like you said, there's so much history with with the UP and everything else and, um, and just all that the hockey history and I know. Uh, You talked about how much John McGinnis meant to everything. I think, I think that's probably been one of the hardest things for us tech fans. Like in the last, like since all the shuffling is kind of that, that double-edged sword of like we, our program was always at the forefront of helping play new programs and help them get established. And now we got left behind and now we're leaving programs behind and it feels weird. Um, Like, putting those teams in that spot but the, but part of it is just the world's a very different place and and Michigan Tech needs to worry about making sure that Michigan Tech can stick around
0: well and I, I would just you're, you're so right Tim and I, that it's tough uh, on some fronts I, I uh, one thing that still makes me smile and I hear this all the time and and Suzanne Sandergrad who's uh, the athletic director now on her care and support for the program, not only a hockey program, but all of athletics. Um, She's been so instrumental in continuing to grow and evolve, particularly the hockey program. And I hear that throughout the hockey landscape, how much Michigan Tech cares for its program uh, and its success. And and, uh, obviously the landscape is different with the WCHA gone now and back into the CCHA days for Michigan Tech, but uh, in a place uh, where the program you know i was there 17 years i was just kind of hearkening back i think four years over those 17 we were 500 or above um and the the competition was fierce it's tough but everything's cyclical right and um under joe uh sean and mel pearson uh joe sean and mel pearson before we we don't
2: say that name here i know sorry (laughs) sorry
0: i know Uh, you know what but like it or not uh, uh brought Success I, to the I have a
1: different perspective to some yeah. of the folks here. Like you just about to say, he, he brought us back
0: and he did, in a yeah. way
1: that I don't think could have happened otherwise.
0: And yeah. I know the exit was was tough and, and whatnot, but but I, I can hearken back to my time there. And we had discussions when we were hiring new hockey coaches. And I think over my 17 years, we went through five or six. So too many, really. Yeah. But we talked about longevity and how long are they going to stay? And finally, we got to the point, like, well, we got to quit worrying about this if people move on it means we've had success largely yeah. uh so i mean i think that's the mindset you have to be in at a place like michigan tech times change there's many more programs in division one college hockey today than there were back in the john mcginnis days and that's the great thing about our sport again it's in all 50 states today john well i'm sure is smiling down going how cool is this about how our sports evolved in the united states and um There's a lot to be proud of at Michigan Tech from yesteryear, a lot to be proud of today. There will be a lot to be proud of in the future. And uh, that's the good news, the commitment to the programs there. Uh, And it's fun. Uh, You know, I keep uh, in contact with many in the copper country today, and it's fun to watch uh, continue. And I'll continue to be a big part of it, even from here from Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah, Even though things have contracted a little bit and there's still growth happening, that's there's. Long Island pops up out of nowhere last Augustana year. Just and Augustana. Yeah. yeah. So
0: oh,
1: awesome! It's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where does Augustana fit, you know, does the NCHC finally open up and take somebody that fits in their geographical footprint or you know, <laughs> do they, do they decide to still stick their nose up at everybody and decide that they're the best <laughs> eight in college hockey and no one else can join them. You know, I don't know what the answer is there. Right. But, you know, seeing new programs is great. I just hope that we don't lose many along the way either. You know, Fairbanks seems to be doing well, but Anchorage on the other hand is, is a struggle right now. So
2: and, I'm yeah. impressed, Dave, you nailed it. You, we hired five coaches while you were there. It was a five. I know. Yeah. I, you
0: know, it it was, it was, you know, again, it was tough sledding at times, but, uh, some great memories between, I think her, I'm trying to think her boxer, Newell Brown, Bob Mancini, Jamie Russell, Tim Waters, and Mike Sertich. Actually, we had six of them. Well, you yeah. hired five
2: while you were there. Yeah. His boxer was there when you started. Yeah.
0: I have to laugh, too, guys. I got to tell you this. You'll appreciate this. Dean Blaze is going into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. He was a class of 2020, which we did not enshrine the class because of the pandemic a year ago. We're enshrining the class of 2020 and 21 here in December in Denver. But um, Dean Blaze, he was a head coach at North Dakota and the Copper Country Anthem, which you guys all know. Essentially, the blue skirt waltz. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, Dean. Every time he was in town, he had his staff come out, and it was just before the start of the third period, and they'd all his staff would all lock arms, and they would sway back and forth on the bench, just with the rest of the crowd. He thought it was the greatest thing <laughs> on earth, and again, that continues today. And I don't know, uh, you know, I hope everybody appreciates it back home uh, at the McGinnis Student Ice Arena. But again, that's the lore and the great tradition of the Michigan Tech Hockey Program that we can all be so appreciative of. No,
1: yeah. that hasn't died down at all. The whole arena stands up still around 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 the entire thing. The guys on the end at the beer garden even will be doing it too. So uh, it, it, it still continues for sure. Uh, <laughs> they might awesome. even put the lyrics of the song up on the, on the big uh, screen. The can you guys sing it? It might even be up there. I don't know it.
0: You
1: don't know. No, it's all about a lady in blue and and dancing with a lady in blue or something like that. I think it's what it ends I up being. night with
0: you, lady, when first we met,
1: we danced in a
0: world of blue. How can my heart forget? Yes,
1: that's <laughs> it. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. I I think the Misfits might sing along with it or not. I don't know, or if they sing like a pantomime version of it when we're on the road as well is one of the things they've done in a couple of the road games. Uh, they'll stand up and do it, and we kind of laughed. Uh, you know in wisconsin this weekend they do varsity in the middle of yeah. the second to third period as well you do know they? It we, yeah they we, at the end no they do it in the middle too they, okay. they do i wasn't it in the here for that well. part so I and we it. we stood up and joked around it's their knockoff you know their knockoff <laughs> copper country anthem that they're doing right
0: <laughs> so. yeah, i like it yeah <laughs> i got the jump around in football They try and get that varsity in there for hockey
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, the Crease Creatures aren't quite the uh, dominating uh, feature of the call center slash Coliseum that they used to be, right? They, in, in the games that I went down when we were in school in the early 2000s, they were, you know, the entire top three or th- all three tiers were were jumping and going crazy. Now it's about, the, f- the bottom was full on, on Friday and, and the second half was a little halfway full. Uh, on Saturday night, by the end of it, they only had like five rows of students left. So, you know, that wasn't too bad to watch from... Uh, from a fan <laughs> perspective they all left early they had better things to do for some reason so can't be saddened by that but it's it's definitely a different atmosphere compared to how it was when you know tim or dustin and i would have been down there in school you know when wisconsin was a national title contender
0: they know how to have fun though in, in uh, wisconsin though i mean it's again it's i'm mean, I so happy to see tech playing the badgers uh One of my favorite memories happened when I just started at Michigan Tech, the old Dane County Coliseum, and some people back in the day might remember. And I I just, it was literally my first year, October, first road trip. And I'm standing in the Zamboni Tunnel about 10 minutes before the face-off, all set up in the press box. And I got a tap on my shoulder, tap, tap, tap. i turn around and look, and this guy says, hi. And I said, hi. And I said, I'm Dave Fisher. I'm the new Sports Information Director at Michigan Tech. And the guy said, hi. I'm Jeff Sauer. I'm the head coach here at University <laughs> of Wisconsin. David, welcome to the WCHA. <laughs> this is now eight minutes before the face-off. I'm just trying. No offense to Bobby Knight. I'm just trying to picture Bobby Knight or, uh, doing the same thing. But uh, that's the that's the camaraderie uh, of of our sport that uh, we're also blessed to be a part of that exists. It doesn't matter what your role is in the sport. If you want to be part of it, it's 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 quite a community. Well, how many other sports can you think of where there's there's
1: a, a semi regular tradition of luncheons with the opposing coach? I mean yeah. does that happen in any other sport? I honestly don't know. I don't follow enough of them to care, but you know, college hockey that's relatively a regular occurrence. I've been I've been at them as a guest up in, in Alaska. I've been to the you know, the tech ones where yeah. you know whoever goes and shows up and, and the opposing coach comes and talks to the opposing fans. That's that's just a nifty little thing that doesn't happen in other sports
0: no it is not that for sure and uh you know i'm i'm glad they're still going on they're they're not quite as frequent it seems as they once used to be but uh the tradition still carries on i was just at one here in colorado springs here a couple weeks ago with uh the new cc coach uh and uh, Chris Mayotte, and then, of course, a longtime coach of Air Force, Frank Saratori, who is one of the true characters. Of the yeah, game. Anytime, <laughs> you Sarah,
1: anytime you get a Saratori, brother, oh. you're going to have a good time. <laughs> you guys would have loved it. I'm just
0: telling you. We,
1: we laughed a it. lot.
3: Yeah. I
1: don't know. I don't know. They're doing three blue line ones, I think, this year. And I don't know if one of them is Bemidji in town. But whenever Bemidji is in town, it's good, to, it's good to hear Frank as well. He always has an interesting perspective on life and hockey that you – you don't get elsewhere
2: <laughs> well the first one's this week right the kick yeah off. yeah
1: yep yeah i think i would imagine jeff will, will be up there jeff Jackson will be at it for that one him and joe know each other quite well obviously but yeah the first one's this one then there's one i think the, the last uh it's the last uh last weekend of the year and there's one in the middle somewhere too maybe i think winter carnival will probably have one uh if i remember right
0: well, i love i love all uh you guys have done and the, the whole mitch's misfits thing is so cool and uh fun to see mitch keep going today i know he's done it at, at uh, wimple but um gosh it's it's uh it's it's neat i mean there's gonna be some new people there ha- there are some new people but uh great some of the long-time people around the program are are uh, still going and fun to fun to watch it all uh from afar and again still keep in touch with plenty of people in the copper country and kudos to you guys uh for, keep, for keeping all the enthusiasm all the great things that have gone not, not only today but when when you were at it um it's fun to fun to watch that's for sure
2: yeah yeah um, uh, we overlapped just enough right you were there for yeah. the the year that i became shirtless guy and everything kind of started right that was your yeah. last year
0: yeah yeah wow. that, i think that was my last year and uh yeah, it's 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 uh, you know I I uh, hope to get back for the hundred year reunion. Uh, the calendar is always a challenge, but uh, you know i was booked to come back. It's been th- what this will be the third year running trying to get that thing in with this diegone <laughs> right. pandemic. But, uh, yeah, you know we've lost some, we've lost uh, of course some uh, pretty significant people here recently, and Tony Esposito and Lou Angotti and. Uh, Uh, but it it really, I, I really, this is, this is the whole truth. And I said this before, it doesn't matter where I go. Michigan tech comes up, uh, not (laughs) only across this country, but across the world. And it just makes me smile. And everybody in the copper country can be really proud for, uh, the deep contribution and significant contribution that uh, everyone has had to hockey and well beyond that. I mean, certainly, obviously we all love hockey, but it's, it's well beyond that. Yeah, I, I
2: I was I was thinking back today trying to recall, you know, like I know, I know, I know we interacted when I was a student. And I was trying to recall how much of it was because I used to work for the football team and how much of it was the start of Mitch's Misfits. And I'm sure it was a little bit of both, but probably mostly the Misfits year when I was trying to get all that going. And you guys were so helpful with everything. And Jamie Russell was amazing trying to help us get going and everything and i i still look back on so much of that as so much fun trying to get all that going and so more so much more interesting than my second senior year of actual classes so
0: <laughs> yeah that, that kind of goes with the territory nothing against the education part right different right. kind of education i've been mean, misses fits front yeah And it still goes today i mean it's so fun to, to watch games and and uh, see the a uh, great rambunctiousness of the student section and all that goes on in the band still today. And, um, you know, and, that, you know, winning is a big part of that. And, and, you know, the, the whole league switch and all that, you know, I took a deep breath when it happened. I was like kind of sad. And then I thought, you know what, I, I think tech will have a better chance to win with this formation of teams. And at the end of the day, fans want to come and see teams win. I mean, that's the truth. Doesn't to most it doesn't really matter who you're playing again to a, to an extent but um and the program uh it's been fun to see the success that it's had over the course of the last decade plus and you know off to a great start this year uh what a what a beginning with a sweep of the badgers in madison again like we talked before first time since 74 and in madison the tech has, has swept wisconsin so Fun to see, go Huskies! That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it, it was one of the it's
1: one of the better starts of the year that I think I've seen. <laughs> yeah, think it, it we're not quite to the ten and zero run start yet, but we'll give it a little bit of time. <laughs> maybe we can breach uh, that. But it's it was. They were good games, and you know, like you wow. said, they were a bit of a butt kicking. <laughs> can was,
2: you do you recall? Like, was there even a game in that ten and zero start that was as dominant as
0: I don't, any I don't of those two so. games this weekend no that's
3: one
1: page it didn't open (laughs) it was it it was it was downright dominant you can't really describe it any other way that's how those games were they were fantastic i mean the the third period where they had 20 where wisconsin had like 20 shots with a couple power plays was the only like down period of the weekend i thought so
2: well and that was the thing like that you're talking about was that friday or saturday
1: I think it was Saturday. Yeah, because Friday I, mean, I got there in time for no, the third It was period. Friday. You saw the you saw the one bad period. Yeah, this weekend, so maybe so it was a good you. thing I didn't
2: make it for the other five. <laughs> I don't know, but like. And that that ten that ten and
3: all start had the um back to back butt kickings of Michigan.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So maybe oh, we not, always stop dominating no. a Big Ten team and then go on runs. I can. I can well, get behind. Hopefully, on it continues.
2: <laughs> uh But the. Uh, Like that was the cool part about the weekend was like, even like you're saying I watched like the worst period and I still didn't think it was bad because it like they kicked butt on the penalty kill. Like they were still dominant, even though they didn't score like it. I never felt like the game was ever close to being out of hand. It was just like, yeah, the Badgers got some chances, but the tech kind of just played keep away and tried to keep the game from like, they just didn't let the badgers do a whole lot of anything took some penalties but they killed them and
1: i told my buddy that i was with like this is how i felt on the opposite side of things growing up you'd watch (laughs) a big 10 team come in and tech had no chance to do anything against north dakota or minnesota or wisconsin growing up you'd watch just everything would be on the wrong end of the ice for the entire (laughs) the entire game a lot of times growing up and that's how those games felt this weekend We had long, you know, long possession spells in the offensive zone where we were cycling. We had four check that was working well. You had one guy go into the zone three or four times and hold the puck against four guys while we could line change. Tech doesn't, tech hasn't done that a lot in my lifetime where we are the ones able to control when the the line change happens at a good time. You know, that's, that's not a normal thing. Uh, At least it didn't used to be right. So. Seeing that this weekend was was fantastic. And seeing pretty goals instead of – there's nothing wrong with dirty goals in front of the net. Don't get me wrong. When the puck was in the net, the puck was in the net. But seeing pretty goals with high-skill goals, like the toe drag that – I don't remember who had the toe drag on top, but or like Bronte's snipe from, that he had, there were a bunch of just really high, pretty, high-quality, highlight reel-style goals that we don't see as our normal goal style. And that was the big struggle last year was scoring. So if these guys can score in that manner against a team that's supposedly nationally ranked, well not anymore. We they don't think I don't think they're they, they got knocked out of the rankings this week, right? But yeah, you know, if they can go against the Big Ten team that's ranked has has the draft picks like a Big Ten team typically does and, and play that way weekend and weekend out, I don't know. This is a, a really exciting year for us, I think.
3: Looking back at that since we mentioned it. The uh, fourteen fifteen team. Since I, I was scrolling through, since I got to that page, within a th- three series span, Tech had a sixteen to one weekend win and a fifteen <laughs> to one weekend win. <laughs> Combined scores of both teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, that team was good at scoring as well. <laughs> and- one one little slip on the blue line is what ruined that one's postseason. If that's if I'm thinking the right season, right? That was when Sweeney yeah. tripped. Yeah,
0: Yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say we're approaching yeah. St.
1: Cloud oh. levels of NCAA tournaments, but we've gone to three now that are, that finally, and we haven't won yet. So where do we become the St. Clouds? And, and
2: two of them are Heartbreakers. The Notre yeah. Dame one and the uh, and the one against. Yeah, I don't want to think about that game against St. Cloud.
1: <laughs> yeah, against St. Cloud and and Grand, or it was in Grand Forks or Sioux Falls, whatever. Grand, it was. Farx, Grand Forks. Yeah, that when one was, it was Fargo.
2: It was Fargo Fargo. Fargo. Yeah, That's right. right. Sorry,
1: I went through all of the, the like, I know and I, I missed it.
0: Hey guys, but, you're talking about the NCAA tournament. What a great concept, right? I mean, I, mean, I 17 years at Michigan Tech, uh, we were. You weren't really thinking about that. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you talk about the transformation and, and what's transpired in the West and, and the shuffle of the leagues, but, um, there's been good that's come from it, no question. And, you know, under Joe and his staff, the future is bright and, uh, it's going to be a fun season to watch. I, I, I don't think there's any question about that and we'll see what happens. I think the, I think, uh, the USA Hockey national team development program under 18 team is up and Houghton over the weekend then. Yep. They're off to a pretty good start. Those young kids—they uh, beat Michigan State, and Notre Dame already. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think they play uh, Northern Michigan and, and uh, then Michigan Tech over the weekend. So that'll be fun to watch and um, you know look look forward with much anticipation as the as the year rolls along. I think uh, this new CCHA is going to be good in good hands with Don Lucia. Um, It'll be just fun to see. I think there's going to be probably some more shuffle in the West over the next number of years, who knows when, but I I, I don't think we're done with some of the shuffle here in college hockey. Yeah. yeah so you are
2: talking about the, the, the NCAA tournament. Um, uh, Dave Ellis, I asked him for some questions. He wants to know. Speaking of the tournament, you still work the frozen four. I do. Including being the MC for the press conferences after all those years ago, leaving college hockey. Why do you still go do that?
0: Well, you know, it fits right in with my realm at USA hockey. Uh, We're involved uh, again college hockey is kind of a separate thing, obviously a separate entity. But we're so entwined with college hockey at at USA hockey. And I think uh, in the job I have, the the connection throughout the hockey landscape is extremely important. and uh, I was you know fortunate when I my first year at Michigan Tech, I think Joe Lewis Arena hosted the Frozen Forum and um, I, I was part of the staff for the first couple and then the NCA uh, wanted to evolve kind of like college basketball where they have a couple of key staff that are there every year and I got asked if, if I'd be interested in doing it right place at the right time, I guess a little bit. And I said, of course uh i'd love to thank you and you know i i've been doing it for 30 some odd years so um it's it's a great event it's evolved uh it's been fun to be a part of and that connectivity um i think is is really important it's one of the again many blessings to be part of this great sport and uh to continue uh to be involved in that role we have fun with it too again it's um you, you try and make it fun um from the podium and Probably get on that line every now and again <laughs> on some of the, the senseless, senseless notes that I like to uh, project from the podium. Um, we always, we we always just have fun, fun with it, and uh, that again goes back to the line chart question you asked about. We're supposed to have fun. Obviously, we take things seriously. We we want excellence, but we also want to have fun, and I think that is prominent throughout our sport.
2: I think we ran into you in St. Louis at the Frozen Four too. I think we ended up at that post, whatever party <laughs> we for ran a bit. Every, we, yeah, ran we ran into everybody. We in and then we ended St. up Louis. at a bar, and that's where we got to meet Jeff Sauer.
0: Yeah. Oh, guys. Uh, yeah. Friend. He that was
2: that was a fun night. I don't think I don't know if we can tell that story yet without some other permissions granted. So.
0: Yeah, um, there's there's stories that are best left to be just <laughs> stories that, that if you were there rather than be told over. A podcast, <laughs> we don't I we don't need that's...
2: a documented recording of it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's an excellent point.
2: <laughs> so, but but. Uh, stories before we started recording you you told one story about bob olson do you have any other stories or you can tell that one again too i know he was you know the longtime broadcaster at tech and had so much to do with wimple and the poll and all that stuff um i think a big part of michigan tech's lore is bob olson um so any stories you'd like to share about your time working around him
0: yeah there's 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 many you know people should know uh the the best thing about Bob Olson is he is just selfless he's out for others uh, that was first and foremost and uh God rest his soul one of the greatest human beings uh that I've ever had the chance uh, to be around uh always out to do whatever to promote uh, Michigan Tech athletics the hockey program um he was so interconnected across the sport I I laughed. Uh, of course, the Huskies were just in Madison, the Old Dane County Coliseum. Uh, one of my first trips, I drove over with him from from home, and we uh, we get to the Dane County Coliseum, and there's a like a shack where you pull into the parking lot and you have to pay or you're on a list or whatever. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Bob rolls down the window, and the guy on the booth says, "Hey, Bob!" I'm like I just kind of looked at him, like Bob. How do you know the parking lot, Dane <laughs> County Coliseum? So, I mean, it just, uh, it makes me smile. Wonderful family. His wife had it was such a big part of everything too, behind the scenes that maybe people don't know. I can still see walking, see her walking into Wemple back in the old days when the Wemple College hockey pole was up and running and she'd be on the old fashioned typewriter, plucking away one finger at a time, typing up the, out the pole and on her typewriter. And they were so entwined in the sport. And in today's in today's age, uh, instant instantaneous communication people probably are like what are you talking about that's how they did things back then but that's the truth and this is such an important part of the history of our sport and it all happened in Hancock Michigan 49930 and how proud we can all be oh. of that
1: is she the one that recorded the message as well or was it bob that recorded the message i i don't remember
0: you know, the- yeah, the score line was done by whoever was the engineer at the studio at 1am when all okay. the games ended so Bob or edit and uh, didn't do that. But uh, gosh, I can still think of Bob. We had a costume contest deal and I got Bob. I asked Bob if he'd dress up as a goaltender and the week before, and he did, and he standing up on the ledge of the press box and we had the PA read going on. <laughs> He's doing the broadcast in this. <laughs> and we got Huskies airship. Do you guys remember the Huskies airship? I remember when it first came out, it was right next
1: to us in Section G over there. I always, as a little kid, got to watch the guy with the remote control and was super jealous when it first came out.
0: Yeah, it, And I was like, one of the
1: little kids chasing the thing around all the time because we had to go catch those things.
0: You got free it, stuff. <laughs> when, it, when it first came out, uh, at the very beginning, I said, "Bob, will you come?" And we we did the test of the PA system and whatever, and you're gonna do the initial uh, ride on the huskies airship. You're gonna crawl inside of it, and you're gonna actually fly around in it. This was all a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't do it. But but he's yeah, he'll do it. So he's on the air on Wimple doing this whole thing and there car cars pulling up at the mcginnis student ice arena they were coming inside to see this and <laughs> you, you can't get inside the airship it's not like to fly inside them but he did this whole i don't know i wouldn't call it a hoax a But
2: michigan tech's war of the worlds got it okay yeah yeah exactly Tim. war of
0: the worlds that's exactly what it was oh gosh there are plenty <laughs> other fun exactly. things that Bob would always do so uh Boy, and now Dirk has been so awesome too. One of the best, if not the best broadcaster in college hockey and uh, just been blessed. Obviously Mitch was at Wemble for so long and, and uh, Mary Ann, I still laugh and uh, Jan Tucker and all the company. It was one of the things when I first got to the Copper Country I, and I don't know about you guys, I had to get used to it because it's hometown radio. And you know, it's just like Bob would be on the air in the morning and you'd be listening and he'd be giving the sports scores or whatever the phone would ring he'd just stop and pick it up Wimple you'd hear this on the air Wimple (laughs) yeah yeah well she'll be in she'll be in in a minute uh give her about 10 okay thanks all right back to the scoreboard (laughs) at first I was like wow what's going on here but you it's the small town charm that quickly grows on you and you feel so fortunate and blessed to be a part of it and uh it's just it's unique and it's unique in the best absolute way possible
1: yep yeah we've been incredibly lucky to go from bob to dirk I, i don't you don't you don't miss a beat there going from one creator announcer to another so marvin wilson one of
2: our patrons wants to know uh how social media has changed your job both for the good and the bad
0: Oh, great question. Um, you know, the whole digital age we're in is, you know, the whole instantaneous, uh, the, the year in for instantaneous information. Um, it, I mean, it, it's good we have the tools. I don't think there's any question. It's created, it certainly created more jobs and communications um, across the spectrum, which is good for those people that are interested in, in uh, being in this field. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and there, there is there is, for the good and the bad. It's interesting. I, you always uh, and, and these roles, um, PR communications front. You're always, you know, wondering what kind of detrimental things might land in the marketplace that are going to cause angst. Uh, just the nature of again the the social media around the digital communications uh, time we're in. You know, anybody can say anything at any time, and it gets out to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. It may be true, may not be true. Uh, some of that's always existed, uh, but not like it does today. And that creates challenges. You know, I probably wake up every day going, okay, what's the next fire drill uh, <laughs> that we have? And that that's not <laughs> certainly that much fun, honestly. Um, but there, there's good in being able to share uh, things readily. I, I think there's good in that. I, I wonder though. I, 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 I it's always existed to some degree. I, I think this again, this digital age we're in, social media, it seems like it's
1: uh,
0: a teardown culture in in some ways, especially Twitter, the vitriol that exists i am not so sure it's healthy for society overall myself that sounds like i'm old
1: and i am um, <laughs>
0: It's
1: but, not just the uh, generation of things that i'm pretty i'm yes. with you
0: <laughs> i'm not sure it's it's great there's good to it but all generations go through change and there's new technology and new things uh that go on and i'm sure past generations have said whatever it was back in the Days newspaper started a radio or black and white television. I'm sure all this kind of conversation existed within those ages and we just happen to live in the times we're in. And, you know, you just adapt and try and move forward with it, do good with it. And I, I think if we keep in mind let's do good and find the positives in life. Again, life's not perfect. Everything's not gonna go according to Hoyle, but let's let's look for the good rather than look for the bad. I think too often today we get just sucked into, you know trying to point out the things that aren't right and um but it is what it is and you you just keep rolling along and largely there's an awful lot of good things to celebrate that's good anything else you guys want to ask or should we just
2: get into trivia or let's do fantasy,
1: a trivia fantasy challenge Matt's part of it boys <laughs> oh, no, Matt, Matt Matt's not here so we need another fill-in for for Matt it's, really it's really
2: easy it's really easy
3: you're, you're to gonna me. have
2: a 50-50 pick right because now Matt picks last right
3: Matt picks last you just have to pick one of between two players so uh, it'll be easy man, terrible
0: update. I'll be a <laughs> <unfair. I'll start laughs> play along. I'm good <laughs>
3: Tim is um, Tim is kicking our butts, guys. Uh, Tim played last on. week. I did. Uh, Tim yeah. had Robson last week. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, so Tim is in the lead with thirteen points. Robs in second with six. The Ghost is in third with five. <laughs> um, Matt has two, and I have
2: one. Now, to so so be current- fair to both- you, do you are you going to get credit for whatever points what's his name gets against Alaska whenever they do play? no i wasn't
3: planning i giving myself those points okay so yeah i do only have one weekend compared to your guys' two weekends so i do have that going for me
0: so am i asking a question here dustin does it might start with my first question and i give two choices or how does this work
3: so what i do is i pick i'm picking five players and they all have you know something something in common some theme and then we just go in order, the order being Tim, Rob, Dustin, and then Matt. You can pick for Matt. And we each p- we pick one of the players, and then the last player that isn't picked goes to the ghost. And our goal is using fantasy points to beat that last player that isn't picked. And currently, two of us are losing to that last the, the ghost player. Um, so it's pretty easy. Matt's picking last right now, so you're just going to have to choose between two different players, whichever one you think is going to have a better weekend.
0: All right, poor Matt.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, he picked first <laughs> the first time around, didn't he? Or he, he was second.
3: He picked flop. No, he he picked, oh, he, he picked so. first last last week. He picked yeah. first last week and picked Somoza instead of Smith.
2: Yeah, that was a mistake.
3: No. Um, <laughs> all right. So this week,
2: He tried to help Todd, but he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I think Matt probably would have picked Smith if he had to choose himself, but I think so. All right. This week, the theme is national goalies. We're doing goalies this week. Uh, we have one goalie from each conference, except for the CCHA. So it's all all conferences, except for ours. Each goalie's team is scheduled to play two games this weekend, but there's no guarantee that the, each goalie is gonna start both games or even either game. I did try to pick goalies that looked like they you know, were going to start and we're going to play, but can't guarantee that. All right. First is Mike Robinson from New Hampshire of Hockey East. Robinson started both games last weekend and he went 2 0 against Union. In those two games, he only gave up three goals for a goals against average of one and a half. His save percentage was 0.897 on the weekend and for the season because they've only played those two games. This weekend, New Hampshire plays two games in Arizona against Arizona state. Second mm. out of the ECAC is Connor Murphy. I had to pick the guy named Connor Murphy, right? <laughs> <That fits>. oh. <laughs> um, Connor Murphy is a goalie for union. Murphy is Owen two on the season, but he actually had better numbers than his counterpart. Robinson last weekend. He had a, a save percentage of 9.05 um, and a goals against average of 3.52. He, he faced a lot more shots than Robinson last weekend. Uh, this weekend, Union is playing two games at home against Colorado College.
0: Yes, they are. Oh,
3: yes.
0: Yep. I, I'm not going to give it any away. <laughs> By the way, uh, was anybody, uh, speaking of Murphy's, Colin Murphy, was anybody at the against Student Ice Arena when we trailed Northern six three? About- <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. We've
1: talked about this several times. Oh, have you? Oh, of all of us, all of us were. I think. I mean, I mean, my dad left early. Oh, he did. I did. We, we were on the hill going down at the stoplight as everything happened in our green van.
0: <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, what a bad game to leave early! I
2: mean, I mean, other other than Rob's answer, you know my answer to that question, don't you, Dave? I mean, that's the day I became shirtless guy watching that comeback.
0: Was that the game? That is the game. that's
2: the game. I was like uh, a Northern Michigan fan took his shirt off when it was six three, and when we made it six five, I turned to my buddy who just got married last weekend or a week and a half ago now. Uh, I turned to him and that was like the first game I had attended in probably two years and the third or fourth game I had attended in my, f- and that was my fifth year of college at the time. Uh, I turned to him and I said, if we tie this thing up, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm twirling it in his face. And that's how it all started.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, don't, I don't know my that story. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That, was, yeah, that we, was the first, was the first tech our game our I weird... ever been to. We all have our weird personal attachment to that exact game right there. <laughs>
2: I mean, that basically created me. I believe Bethlin was at that yeah, game and she became remember, a, a huge Remember fan.
1: the what of November. Right? The 18th like of October. Has, or, yeah. yeah, it actually has like a phrase that goes to it too. It <laughs>
2: has yeah. yeah. a phrase? Yeah. Well, there's the the old uh, Guy Fox thing from... Uh, which I think is predates the movie, but from that what's that movie?
1: Uh the one with the face mask. And I
2: know I think it predates yeah. that movie. I think yep. it's like a legitimate phrase from Guy Fox himself, but like the like Goff, guy Fox Day is someday in November, and the the, the the phrasing is remember, remember the whatever of November. And so we always joke that it was remember, remember the eighteenth of October, because that's the day we all became diehard michigan tech hockey fans that comeback that comeback is the reason i'm shirtless guy it's the reason tech hockey guide exists and it's the reason that we have a podcast if that game didn't happen (laughs) none of us would be here mitch's misfits would probably not be a thing at all because i would have never become a crazy super fan and still be caring about this team yet
0: is that right that's right i was
2: not a hockey fan really at all before that game (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, that is nope. awesome. I still have I still have a compilation of that somewhere uh, Dirk and you know, all the goals you know the last four goals oh gosh I listen to it now and again still makes <laughs> now, me sound now, one of the great moves now here's the key question
2: do you have video of the John Scott fight
0: I don't have video of the John Scott fight I yeah. have video of Jeff Meckish dancing after in 96 on the ice uh, at Colorado College. The last game ever at the Broadmoor, the old Broadmoor World Arena. But No, nothing to John Scott. Another great story. Read all that. Yeah, that will be all... Uh Anyway, Dustin, yeah. sorry. Didn't mean to right. interrupt. That's, fine. That's no, fine. No, it makes under, for a good John, podcast. Got yeah. Murphy. All right. Sorry third player,
3: third goalie, is the Big 10's Notre Dame and their goalie is, I, I believe it's pronounced, Matthew Galida, G-A-L-A-J-D-A. Galida is a grad transfer from Cornell playing this year for the Irish. Notre Dame only played one game last weekend and that was against Long Island. Galida started the game and got the win, giving up two goals on 17 shots. Notre Dame is playing Michigan Tech on Friday and Northern on Saturday this weekend. Fourth, for Mercyhurst of Atlantic Hockey is Kyle McClellan. Mercyhurst is coming off a tough weekend at Minnesota where they appeared to be competitive at times, but in the end got overwhelmed by the golfers. Each of Mercyhurst's two goalies started one of the games. McClellan had the better of the two starts last weekend He only gave up five goals as opposed to the seven that the other guy gave up. His save percentage ended up being 881. Uh, This weekend, Mercyhurst is hosting fellow Atlantic hockey member Holy Cross, surely to be a much easier matchup than last weekend, and they're going to be at home. Last, um, fifth, is David Rennick from St. Cloud State of the NCHC. Rennick is, the
1: pick first pretty, time around.
3: Rennick is pretty <laughs> obviously the best goaltender on the list, but he has by far the toughest matchup, playing two this weekend against Minnesota. Minnesota put up 13 goals last weekend, but Rennick outdueled the best goalie in the country last Saturday. <clears throat> on the season, Rennick has started four games with gaudy numbers. He has a save percentage of 961 and a goals against average of only 0.84. This weekend series will be home and home. So, in summary, your choices are Mike Robinson from New Hampshire, Connor Murphy from Union, Matthew Golida from Notre Dame, Kyle McClellan from Mercyhurst, and David Rennick from St. Cloud State. The order for the picks this week is Tim, Rob, Dustin, and Matt.
2: All right. Now, now, Rob you've never done fantasy college hockey have you
1: yeah how how does okay it so that's what i was going to go over points. quick yeah, can you explain yeah, that okay. scoring
2: for goalies in fantasy college hockey is two points for a win one point for a tie i don't know how that works That in modern times uh minus one point for a loss one point for a no decision if he actually plays and then it's minus five points if they allow five goals or more and it's plus two points if they have a save percentage greater than 90 percent in any one game so really you need to hit that plateau or that 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 spot on the save percentage and then actually get the win
3: and you don't want to give up five goals
0: yeah Uh, i love the i love the the word dustin that you used gaudy I mean, that, that, that was that was outstanding. Gaudy, great yeah. use of English language. Yeah.
2: Just just wait till he reads a five star review, then you'll have a different opinion of him. But we don't have any of those this week, I don't think. So, um so I get to go first. Thanks for making me go first on goalies. Jeez. um Who does I think the term
3: I think, I think the term here, Tim, is risk reward. I know. Who does who does
1: unions play in CC? Yep. Yeah. At home. Don't well, you scribble I... these down in a little notebook while Dustin talks. I, I think I'm I think <laughs> I'm <laughs> right. right. oh, write it yeah, come on. Down. Tim. Do your homework. I, I made a list for all of you guys. Come on. <laughs> I saw you typed it Oh yeah, yeah, in the chat.
2: Um
0: <laughs> uh, well I think uh, hmm how long do you get is there a time limit on this thing Dustin? Yeah, we should start playing oh, he's, he's, he's running jeopardy. out of time oh. can we get the jeopardy music going please yeah.
2: <laughs> no we don't need that um <laughs> done
0: done done done, done. done. <laughs> uh-huh. i don't know
2: you got to get the oh and then there isn't there a bonus for shutout why is it not on here Oh, there it is. Plus for for shutout. Yeah, there's bonus for shutout. Yep. Right. Shut I know there was something else I was missing.
0: Uh <laughs> no on here. This thing's out of control. How long it takes I, I'm just going to
2: take, gonna take Connor Murphy for the name.
0: All right. <laughs> Connor Murphy for Tim. You know what? That really irritates me.
2: Why? Because <laughs> that's
0: the best pick,
2: <laughs> frankly. Oh, I think it is. <laughs> I, I think so it's a good pick. I, I love the name, too. Like... Um, I know at least one Tech fan that has two dogs, and one's named Connor and the other's named Murphy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob, what you
1: doing? I'm going to go with Redick from St. Cloud. And you're going gonna, you're gonna to do that, okay. It wasn't that impressive against Mercer. so let Mercer score three goals, right? They played some actual competition here. and Okay. I'm um, justifying fair. it, I'm sure. Like, not, I, like I
3: said in there, he's obviously the best goalie on the list, yeah. but that is the toughest matchup.
1: Everybody Best in Minnesota team. wants to beat up on the Gophers. Oh. I think. Uh,
3: I should. I I knew the knew him ahead of time. I should have been good with this. I'm gonna go with McClellan for Mercyhurst.
0: Oh, mercy, mercy, me! <laughs> Dang it! that's that that's a good pick too.
2: All right. I was I was leaning towards that one just because of they're playing Holy Cross. Like, <laughs> I think
3: you DC have a good shot at not being. You
0: cannot score though, so you made the best. Yeah, you made a good pick. Yeah, yeah I think
3: that's a good pick. All right, so does um, Matt get Robinson or Galita?
0: Well, I mean, Tech scored a lot of goals um, in uh, Madison.
2: I have a feeling he would pick Robinson, don't you? I think he'd I avoid think. the Tech-Northern. I mean, I, I think he I, would, I too. Definitely, I
0: definitely would pick Robinson of okay. those two. All
2: right. Yeah.
0: Okay. we will do that, then.
1: Did Northern? Did Northern actually play this weekend? I don't remember if they did it. Yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah, played they they St. Played, Thomas. They played yeah. St. Thomas. Yeah, they were the only actual league games.
0: Yeah. All right. Anybody know what this is, by the way?
1: Oh, it's a, the letter F. I'm going to go with the obvious <laughs> answer, before, but nice. for those
2: that aren't is watching that, the video. Yeah, I is, don't know what, it, what it's that, in reference
0: to. This is 1996. That game, Jamie Ram, uh, Brent Peters, and Pat makers the last ever game in the old Brabham World Arena. There were section markers around the rink, and when I left they were tearing the rink down after that game. I ripped this off the wall and I brought it with me back. Who would ever known I'd be here in Colorado Springs today. I still have it. It's <laughs> awesome. Nice.
1: It looked like an arena sign. I was going to guess that, but I figured I'd, I'd point out. The- Dustin,
2: Dustin, do you still have your welcome hockey fans banner from the frozen hey, floor in St. Louis? I do.
3: Yeah. Right, it's so rolled up in my, yeah, it's rolled up in the garage.
1: Yeah, that's I, that one. I've seen that exact graphic. I'm pretty sure before. That's a that's a good one. This one, Bobble. Yeah, yeah, the one of Bob.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, what yeah. a great memory.
2: You know, so they, the, yeah, the Bob Olson thing. Like, I remember how how proud I was when we, when, with Tech Hockey Guide, launched like the media poll on of the WCHA, like of all the bloggers we did a poll for a couple of years before it fell apart because of the changes. And then we kept it going for a few years in the new league. And then it just kind of fell apart. And I remember when we initially launched it about how much we talked about how it felt right, that we would be doing it because of the history and legacy of Bob Olson and everything he did with polls and, and the scores and all that stuff. And it was kind of fun to like bring that history to the next generation. Like, cause I'm sure a lot of misfits don't know that stuff. Um, yeah, so sure. that was kind of cool for us to get the chance to talk about it. Now we get to do it again because of what happened with college hockey stats and and uh, all the changes with that. And I didn't really know the history of college hockey stats. I really appreciated uh, – was it Sloshman that did the big
1: article on awesome. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that article is a fantastic yeah. yeah. read. So.
2: Well, well, thanks for joining us, Dave. I think we went Dave, – Dave, one last question.
3: We've yeah. um, had this discussion – many times over the years but can you help us or tell us what it would take to get tim into the michigan tech sports hall of fame as a fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it uh, i i'm not sure exactly the pro, uh, the uh, procedure today but I, I would say we thought you might know you are a
2: hall of famer right
0: I'd say somebody should nominate him, and yeah. what a great idea! Oh. I think we had this. <laughs> I think we had this
2: discussion at one point. Oh no, it was I had a sit-down meeting with Suzanne um, in Duluth during the icebreaker weekend, and I made the joke about how Dustin and some of the other guys had cracked jokes on Slack about how I should be in the Hall of Fame, and I told her about it because we kind of all joked about how I'm like the the modern day Paul Kurtu for the team. That's
0: true bless you
2: yeah (laughs) and uh (laughs) um and she had a good laugh with it and she's like yeah you're kind of right and i'm like well now we need to keep planting that seed so i can somehow pull that off someday because i think that'd be kind of cool modern
0: day paul Crypto, i love that yeah and i i would say it's accurate i mean yeah sure but oh gosh That's great. I, 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 uh, it's a great closing question. (laughs) uh, Hey, good for all you guys. Uh, I mean, I, it just, it makes me smile to see uh, all the support and all the great things that uh, you guys have done and continued support of the the program. And, um, you know, there's nothing like college hockey and as there's especially nothing like Michigan tech college hockey. I mean, I, the band, and the Mitch's Misfits and all the lore that goes with it. Um, it's uh, its something we should, n- none of us should ever take for granted, including the great fans of the Copper Country. Really have a true gem there. And uh, go Huskies, keep supporting the team. And here's to, uh, here's to a CCHA title. Why not? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Have some fun, right? For
2: sure. Let's see if we can win one of those trophies this year. I'm not really sure. I don't really care which one. Either works for me. What CCHA
0: team? What CCHA team has won the McNaughton Cup? There's only been one. Previous? Uh, it was, what, C-C-A, when in the CCHA? Bowling Green, isn't it? Yes, twice. They won it twice. They're, yeah. they're the only CCHA team to ever win the McNaughton Cup. Very good. It's yeah. that's, that's kind of a question but on yeah. your game, TV. Thanks
2: for joining us,
0: Dave. All right, we got yeah. more to
2: get to, and I don't want to have two hours of content oh. to edit. So Sorry, boys. <laughs> no, it's yeah. all right.
0: It's hey, been a great to show.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Love
0: having you, David. It's yeah, awesome. Thanks, Dave. Have a oh, good you one. Guys. Hey, yeah. Rob, say hi to your folks for me. Yeah,
1: I will do for sure. I already yeah. texted my mom. She said, you'd be a good guest. You'll be energetic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that was the case. I don't know. I'll let you guys be the judge. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> good. Good. Thank, thank you. thank you. Yeah, thanks, you. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: Uh, let's get right into what else we got going on here. So, so over the weekend... Uh, Michigan Tech went down to Madison and swept the Badgers in Madison for the first time since 1974. Um, Rob, you got to watch all of it in person. I got to listen to four periods on the radio, watch one period on my phone and watch one period in person. Cause I was driving during the other four periods trying to get back. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty dominant performance. I mean, you look at the highlights. I, uh, like there was not a a sloppy goal in those ten goals, right? I mean, they were all pretty um they were all well earned. Um going into Saturday, I was a little concerned about the fact that we got out shot as bad as we did and got out faceoffed as bad as we did.
1: I think that's the only negative I've got from the weekend is the face offs have to improve. Yeah. And but yeah, it was Dominant is the only way I would describe this weekend. It was fantastic. It was enjoyable. Oh, we kicked it about twice. It wasn't like the Friday come out and win big and then have a letdown or the you know, 6-2, 6-2 of a few years ago. It was, it didn't look like Wisconsin had a chance. We started off with that first goal in what the first minute and a half, right? Yep. That happens and I'm like, oh crap. What are we in for here? <laughs> yeah, on
2: Friday, yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind of my same reaction. Oh, like we're saying, like, oh, we don't need this. Goal.
1: And then the rest of the weekend happened. Yeah, <laughs> and I, uh, I and am, it was
2: such a fluky goal to lose the shutout oh, on that's, Saturday.
1: That's one of the that's one of the dumbest goals I've seen for a shutout loss ever.
2: Uh, but the other <laughs> thing to look at is, you know, we had seven different goal scorers, thirteen different players get on the score sheet. Uh, joe stuck with the same lineup even though that wasn't the plan because things were so good on friday that it's hard to switch yep. uh with that effort and and it's really hard to argue with that like i'm kind of no. surprised he didn't switch out like the extra skater or you know something minor like that uh or one guy or something or but but with how dominant that performance was on friday like i it's hard to blame him for for uh rewarding his players. And then he's got, uh, Notre Dame. We play them Friday. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Notre Dame is Friday. Yeah. So we play Notre Dame Friday.
2: So you're not going to have the same issue this weekend because Saturday you're allowed to dress extra players and you're at home. So I'm guessing some of the, some of the bigger names might end up getting like the night off so he can dress, you know, five full lines of, of forwards and, and play everybody. I think I don't. What was your biggest surprise of the weekend from from a performance standpoint?
1: The quality
2: of the goals. Yeah. Watching and the tape to tape passing that we saw most the, of the weekend.
1: Yeah, tape to tape passing was fantastic. The quality of the goals. The other thing that I was really impressed with was the forechecking, or having one guy get in there, maintain possession, or hold possession to allow the rest of the team to change, and instead of having to catch up or to be recovering something in the neutral zone, the, the, the guys that were changing were attacking on the forecheck because we still had the puck buried down deep somewhere. Or one guy had gone in and done a fantastic job of, of having four badgers around him and still maintaining possession at some point. It was, it, it, like I said, when Dave was on, it it felt like some of the games were you growing up watching, uh, watching us get our, our butts kicked <laughs> where, you know, Tech has no chance to get the puck out of the zone at times. That's how we were for periods of play down there. So, you know, and they were a team that after the start of the year were nationally ranked, granted, they lost a lot, right? They lost a huge amount of firepower. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be getting out of the zone and and being able to push up ice. They weren't doing that. We were holding them in for checking fantastically. It was I'm very excited about this season. I realize it's only two games at this point, but I am all aboard uh, the, the hype train at this point. Uh, and hopefully we see, see that continue against Notre Dame. If we can go 3-0 and against Notre Dame and uh, in Wisconsin, that puts us in such a fantastic spot power-wise. As long as the, you know, the regular season maintains itself out decently, we're in real good shape. And I'm, I'm very excited about that.
2: Dustin?
3: I, I think I think the thing I'm most optimistic about or the, that I was happiest to see was something we talked about last week and the it was to see that the depth of scoring was there. All four lines seemed like they they were overmatching the, their counterparts. There there isn't a weak spot among on in any of the four lines and all four of them can score. That makes it an extremely tough matchup against almost every team you play to be able to have to defend against four teams that can pressure and four teams that can put the puck in the net. It it if that proves out to be the case the rest of the year, it, it it's you know it just makes the team that much more difficult to beat because it you know if your star player you have it doesn't matter if you know if one of your best players is an off night because you have so much depth to pick them up right it's um i think that's such a a huge positive that that you know we talked about it last week like i said and it kind of played out like that especially on saturday where five different goal scorers Um uh, we i mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast before we were recording but uh, Alec Brotsman was plus six on the weekend have we ever seen a tech player plus six for a, I, I a weekend <laughs> I, well, and I, I mean,
2: I, yeah I, I know what you're getting at and the other thing that I liked uh the other thing that, to go off what you said is who would have thought going into this weekend that your worst offensive line is going to be bliss cataroth peritino they had two points right. combined like Right. Like that's not the line you like if you score ten goals on the weekend, you're not expecting that line to have two points total. And right. and if you can have a team that does that where you get scoring from all over the place and some of your best players don't even I'm not saying they had a bad weekend, but like they don't score up show up on the score sheet like you might expect, but your team still gets ten goals, like that's that's really uh exciting for the future. And the, the point that I actually really wanted to make on this question about what 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 after the weekend was my biggest takeaway to me the biggest thing I saw is Logan Pieta already tied his point total for last year right he's got three goals and an assist in two games he had four assists all last year so that sophomore slump is gone and hopefully this continues and his scoring touch has been found again because he was a big disappointment last year and with him not dressing against northern in the exhibition I kind of thought he was in the doghouse yet, and wasn't expecting this at all and yet he dresses and does this has this kind of a performance as a junior and that that's is... a huge step for him to take uh, along with you know Parker Saretsky who did a lot of good things last year but didn't score much um no goals last year and he's already on the board too so it's it's nice to see some of those players that you kind of expected more from last year stepping up already and and the other thing to me was just the killer instinct of this team and the stuff that, like... I think some of this stuff is stuff they tried last year and didn't pull off, whereas this year you know, through two games only, but it's nice to see that the connection is there, that those passes that they were making well, that, worked. That,
1: that and, third goal was yeah. wonderful.
2: Yeah.
3: How many times last year did we just... Towards the end of the year, we just like... Uh, let, wouldn't it be nice to just have an easy win a low stress just go out and just <laughs> right. and just put somebody away and have an easy win well we had yeah. two of them first two games yeah. of the year we had two of them yep yep I, I i yeah obviously you know with the, in, going into the third period yeah you know, anything can happen in hockey i mean a, a five goal lead is not look it, it at it
1: what the minnesota state did this weekend right they scored five in the third in, in one of their games
2: yeah so, so anything can happen. It's it's, it's too nice sorry. to yeah, see. Ago, right. yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. E- even then,
3: I wasn't worried. Like the way that they were playing, it it was it was stress free third period. It was like, well, this one this is over. I mean, I I didn't see any chance that the, that either what? game was in jeopardy in the third.
1: When's yeah. the last time we've had a third period where we're winning and it doesn't involve a goalie pull situation from the other team and we can't manage to score an empty under? Right. I mean, those type right. of finishes of games that we end up seeing a lot is we end up seeing that. And like you said, this was an, an easy end to the game.
2: And it, and it, and it really, like you said, the only thing that's frustrating is the face are still an issue, but at the same time, somehow it wasn't because it, it didn't,
0: it didn't yeah, I mean, play what... as
2: big a role in those games as you would think for how bad our stats were. I don't right. know. How, how were they on Saturday? I know I saw them on Friday,
1: the faceoffs the they were around the same saturday was uh, 30, 30 to wisconsin to 24 for us so you know minus 6 on the faceoffs on on saturday
2: friday was 30 20.
1: As, yeah it was a little bit more uneven on on uh, on friday minus 16 but yeah. uh,
3: minus 6 I so, mean you don't want to be minus in in faceoffs but minus 6 is is that's it's not as bad. Well, that's doable that's, I mean, Agreed, yeah you,
2: that's not, not yeah. as boring their power play was good. I mean, what did they do? They scored three power play goals on the weekend, right?
1: 50% on the power play. Yeah,
2: yeah 50% on the power play, 100% on the penalty kill. So you're, you're off to a good start on both of those. It's literally just the face-offs that are the question. Yeah. Um, the other the, big... Because, you like you said, the forecheck was there, the effort uh, to fight for pucks and everything else. I mean, how many of those goals are on offensive zone turnovers? Like where they they took the puck away from the Badgers. Yeah,
1: the one of them that brought Bretzman, I think, was it Bretzman's goal? Somebody stepped up and, you know, it was a pickoff at right around the blue line, red line area. And
2: And how many times did that burn us last year and now we're doing it to other teams? It's nice to
1: see. Yep. And the other thing I would say from watching in person that was really exciting was just the zone entries in general. There was a lot more clean zone entries from us instead of dump and chase than I've seen in a long time. Uh, and I don't know if that's something that there's stats on that or any way we can grab or look at, but it felt like from watching in person that we were carrying the puck into the zone more often than we were dumping and chasing the puck into the zone. Granted, there's still some dump and chase, right? You're not going to get rid of that completely line change and stuff like that, but we were carrying the puck into the zone and creating offense directly off of zone entries really, really well, which was another difference in tech hockey of the past, right? So seeing Seeing that level of, of control coming in was was great to see. It was it was just fun hockey to watch.
3: What do you what do we take from the the fact that you know, we all scored them six to one
2: in the second a long change period? Which has been a killer for us right all last year, right? We would we would have a letdown in the second period.
3: Right. Last year the long change period was a struggle and this year started off, oh, scoring them six to
1: one. I, like that. I think Honestly, that's a big I felt, turnaround. I felt like we were able to get changes while we were in the offensive zone more often than we have been, right? Because you got that one guy that's holding the puck, your changes aren't being made while while you're chasing. So it's a little more of a relaxed change to make as well, right? So it, I don't know. It to me, it just it it, uh, it looked good. I'm very very upbeat and positive about where we're going. And I can't wait to see how this weekend goes.
2: Yeah, it was a great start to the season. Um, we can get into the results of that now. The One of the, the biggest news of the weekend is I just pushed out an article a little bit earlier tonight, a very brief article talking about how Michigan Tech uh, entered the USCHO poll at number 16 this week. Wisconsin was 13 coming in the weekend and fell out because of getting swept by Tech. Um, Minnesota State is still sitting up at number one. Uh Bemidji State fell to number 20 but stays in the poll, and Michigan Tech gets to face number 17 Notre Dame next weekend on Friday in a one gamer. Um, first time facing Notre Dame since the disappointing overtime loss in Bridgeport in the NC tournament. I can't I didn't get a chance to look it up. I don't even know the last time Notre Dame was in Houghton.
1: I believe they mentioned on the Joe show it was sometime in the 80s for CCHA.
2: Yeah, so 84, probably, 83. Yeah, early 80s. Yep.
1: Yeah, it
2: definitely was early 80s. So Joe Sean, our, um, I asked the question about who else uh, got made the trip because I kind of wanted to know who else he was hope, uh, planning to put in to kind of know who the next guys up were. And uh, Joe laid it out that it was – Well, actually, uh, Dirk and Joe laid it out that it was Grant, Doctor, uh, Marcus Peterson, and Blaze Richards that traveled, and then you've got uh, Russell was the extra skater, right, for the weekend. Uh, Yeah, both nights. Yeah, both nights. So, so those are basically your your four next man up. You got two Ds, two forwards. Um, That sounds about right to me. Missy X must be hurt, right? I didn't hear much about.
1: Yeah, I don't situation. know what I don't know what the story is there. Whether it's hurt or sick, I, he mentioned some stuff about getting his lungs back. I've there was a couple times when that got mentioned as well. Yeah, maybe he um, had some. So who knows whether some it's some mysterious? The, incident, don't know what's going on in
2: 2020. I don't know.
1: Yeah, don't don't want to speculate with the stuff we we don't know. But yeah, yeah he must be hurt if he's not in the lineup because I can't imagine he wouldn't be one of the steady guys that would have difficulty not being dressed at this point.
2: Yeah, so then the other guys that didn't travel were uh, Datema, Stauber, Crespi, Ganey, uh, Misiak, as I mentioned, Nordstrom, uh, Jed Piedla, and Sinclair. Sinclair must also be recovering from something because I would assume he's the number two if everybody's well, healthy. They, during the broadcast
3: on the radio, he's just uh, Dirk specifically set up a couple different points that Sinclair was hurt. Hurt, okay. Yeah, no, he he said hurt.
2: Okay, um, and I think you're right about that. I, I remember some of that, although maybe if some of that was mentioned while I was actually watching the TV broadcast. Um, yeah, I the the one big discussion that I really liked hearing Joe talk about was how happy he's been with Hallinan's development as a leader and and talking guys into where they need to be and and directing other players and. And how much that reminds me of, you know, when this team was led by Baltus and how much of a like a player coach we had back then. And, and, and I know Helen and not uh, wearing a letter, but it's nice to see that you've got some on ice leadership that's directing things and helping, uh, you know, keep the players accountable in the moment. And it's not all having to come from Joe and, and the rest of the staff. Um, I thought that was probably the best discussion on the show you guys got anything else from the show other than we can get into the Joeisms? no i think that was a big so the so the big thing we got left to talk about is Joeisms. last week we didn't get a chance I, I forgot to put it in the rundown uh so my favorite one from last week was joe getting off topic on you know player development and he started talking about pianos and said that some people make pianos and some people play them And that's that's a perfect Joeism because I don't really know what he meant, but I know what he meant. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Like I know what he's trying to say, but he didn't really say it, and it was perfect. Uh, This week, uh, Dirk was talking up how great it is that the misfits travel so well and make so much noise, and and Joe kind of butted in on Dirk and said, "I think everybody is kind of a misfit," and I got such a laugh out of that on my, myself because i remember how much suzanne and the athletic department did not like the name we picked like rick yo and suzanne did not like mitch's misfits they didn't like that idea and i was like sorry that's our name because we're a bunch of freaking misfits like most students that go to tech are kind of a little bit of a misfit anyway because you're we're so nerdy and like a lot of us that there's just something about it that it, it just fits so well um and what one did you document there rob
1: the trying to tread quickstand i like that one i don't remember what the context was but the, the image of trying to tread quickstand i thought was a, was a good one
2: <laughs> okay yeah he's that's good
1: I'll, I'll next time i'll make a little note of what the context was so okay I, I one. I can you can kind of <laughs> remember exactly what that that's the one that got me this week yeah cuz i
2: actually I got done with work a little earlier today than I thought, so I actually um, went through the last two weeks' podcasts on the, or episodes on the podcast app to like re-listen to make sure I got exactly what he said this time and not just wing it and say, "Oh yeah, he talked about pianos," and then nobody finds it funny because they don't remember what I was what it was about. Um, I think that's enough. You got? Do you want to talk about the Big Ten stuff?
1: No, it was just great to see um Atlantic hockey beat up on the Big Ten and we can leave it at that as a little nugget of fun.
2: <laughs> I don't know if we really wanted that to happen though, Rob, since we played the no, Big it's... Ten so much this year. It's not gonna help I... us if they suck against Atlantic hockey.
1: None of uh none of Wisconsin Wisconsin hasn't lost any of them yet. So well, they get their chance
3: right? this week though.
2: <laughs> yes, but but you forget the part that the largest component of the pairwise is opponents'
1: opponents. <laughs> You know, there, there's wanting everything to go right from the math perspective, and then there's the Big Ten losing to Atlanta Hockey and being happy about yeah. it. And it I'm doesn't matter
2: concerned. as much if we, if we beat North the, or Notre Dame this weekend and then beat um, the team, any Big Ten teams we face in this bastardized version of the GLI this year. Then it doesn't really matter. As long as we win all of them, it doesn't really matter that much.
1: I mean, seeing Canisius beat up on Penn State 4-1 uh, to one in the scoreline was a, a, a what <laughs> moment <laughs> oh.
2: one minute remaining in the podcast uh that should do it for this episode of the chasing mcnaughton podcast please check out our patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide patrons at our black level or above receive an authentic mtu jersey patch and access to extra podcast content including extended versions of every podcast patrons at the white level or above get access to our Zoom chats featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, and more to come. Follow us on Twitter at Chasing mac Pod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions to our email address, chasing mac at techhockeyguide.com. Uh, let's see, we don't need to read that. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find the podcast in your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. Uh, This season we're doing five-star review reads. So if you rate us five stars on uh, Google or Spotify or Apple, Dustin's going to read out your review word for word, no matter what you say. Um, So let's get some more reviews out there so we can uh, have more people uh, find out about the podcast that way. Uh, Once again, thanks to our sponsor, fib key dental in rhinelander wisconsin and as always special thanks to mitch lake for uh, recording our new introduction and our painted saint doc McResin, for his generous donation to get this thing running we hope you enjoy also thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at the thank you notes.bandcamp.com